2: Alex Ruzica has supported independent tech news directly for just about a day. Why not be like Alex and become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS?
1: This is the Daily Tech News for Wednesday, April 24th, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt.
2: And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And I'm the show's producer, Roger
1: Chang. We do not have Scott Johnson because he's getting ready for his trip to Las Vegas this weekend for the Viva TMS Vegas event that I will also be at. But we're very blessed to have Nicole Lee, senior editor from Engadget, back on the show. How's it going, Nicole?
3: Hey, how's it going? It's good. I'm reporting from surprisingly sunny San Francisco.
1: So uh, <laughs> Yeah. <I'm here. laughs> Roger was trying to feel better about not living there anymore. And you're like, oh, no, it's sunny and wonderful today in San Francisco. Yes. Uh, Well, folks, uh, Nicola's got an interesting article she's been working on for Engadget about magazines and the unusually tech startup (laughs) publishers that make them these days. But let's start with a few other tech things you should know.
2: TF Industries Ming-Chi Kuo reports that his sources say that Apple will launch new AirPod models sometime between September and March. One of the models will have an all-new design as well.
1: no more cigarette butts hanging out of yours. Uh, AT&T lost subscribers in all its services except wireless last quarter. TV subscribers fell 544,000. DirecTV Now subscribers fell 83,000, but... AT&T added 80,000 wireless phone subscribers, perhaps by telling them they were getting 5G when they weren't. I don't know. (laughs) WarnerMedia operating income rose 11.6%. That also helped bolster total revenue to $44.8 billion and earnings per share of 86 cents.
2: A state court in Tamil Nadu, India, moved to reverse its ban on the TikTok app. The court had previously ruled that the app encouraged pornography and caused Apple and Google to remove both from their stores in India. The federal IT ministry will request that Apple and Google reinstate TikTok to their stores there. Doesn't appear that this latest decision will be appealed.
1: Yeah, so this might be the end of the road. ByteDance may have won this battle. Uh, and the Telegraph reports that during a National Security Council meeting, the U.K. prime minister has approved the use of Huawei equipment in non-core parts of 5G networks built in the country. A recent report by the U.K.'s Huawei Cybersecurity Evaluation Center Oversight Board said it could only provide limited assurance that risk to national security posed by Huawei parts could be mitigated, but they did not recommend a ban, so this is consistent. with
0: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com/wondersuite.
1: That report. All right, let's talk a little more. I promise we won't talk about it every day, but we have a little more news around the Galaxy Fold, right Sarah?
2: We do, and it comes from iFixit, and iFixit is, uh, they, they do good work. iFixit released the results of its teardown of the Samsung Galaxy Fold, calling the design alarmingly fragile. While the hinge seems sturdy, iFixit found dirt could easily get between that 7-nanometer gap between the bezel and the OLED screen. It said, quote, When closed, the screen is protected, but the spine is flanked by massive gaps that are opening picks hop right into, quote, this may explain what happened to the model at the Verge, and I fixed it. it says you'll almost certainly be replacing the screen before long. I
1: think it's an important point because some people have said, well, Samsung said the hinge was sturdy and these things are breaking, but the hinge is not breaking. Those 200,000 repetitions of the hinge, those seem to be real, and the hinge is fairly sturdy. They just engineered too much of a gap here, and dust can get in. You know, seven millimeters, that's that's almost a centimeter, I know that means nothing to Sarah because you know, but it's like you know, third of an inch.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, get rid of the metric system, and then I'll oh, pay please
1: don't start us on that road. But <laughs> that that's a that, that's a healthy it's gap, uh, and it sounds like that combined with the fact that it's a plastic screen, which we all know people were pulling off the protective layer. Uh, it's it it makes sense why this is happening now. Nicole, though, don't you think that this is something they would have expected to happen?
3: Yes, like this seems like. After the Galaxy Note debacle that they went through, like how many years ago that was, uh, you would think that they would double down on checking it and making sure everything worked well before handing it to reviewers who you know will tear it apart and who you know will will examine every nook and cranny of this thing. And to sort of backtrack and say, oh, it's a prototype. No, you didn't say it was before you had sent it out to people. You can't just... Say, oh, I mean, you no, know, that wasn't... I mean, I don't know. I, I
1: get when you send review units and you say this isn't the final production model, there may be some weird things. Uh, that's fair, right? Sure. And especially when it comes to software, that that is often the case where like, well, there's this weird bug, but they said they'll fix it by the time the final software ships. But a hinge with a seven millimeter gap doesn't feel like something that, oh, we just didn't catch it. That's only the prototype, <laughs> right? Like that, yeah. that, that seems like something that would have been caught earlier in the design phase if they thought it was a problem. Apparently, they didn't think it was a problem.
3: Yeah, feels like more R and D should have been done here.
1: Uh, I mean,
3: uh, clearly, more I mean, D for uh, sure, yeah, D, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, it, it, at this point, it's 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 pretty clear. Sure, the product may not have been uh, ready for release, but there are these real world issues that people who were testing the you know the the product were like. Yeah, something's up here. And I think that no matter how much internal testing you do, sometimes a company still can get that wrong. And it's not because they don't care or it's not because they're rushing a product necessarily. It's because when you actually have uh, Mm a real... real Real people people yeah who are using something they will notice things that you just didn't notice because you were so kind of you know in the blinders
1: are on a little bit yeah yeah Yeah.
2: exactly yeah Yeah, that's
1: fair i mean i i I would say then samsung should hire iFixit to test this (laughs) stuff yes probably it didn't take them (laughs) that long in the relative scheme of things to figure this out Uh, At a board meeting on Tuesday, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, the folks who bring you so many things, including the Oscars, voted not to change eligibility rules for feature-length films. Any movie that has at least a seven-day theater run with three showings a day minimum... Will remain eligible. That's been the rule. It's going to stay the rule. If you remember, Steven Spielberg had led a movement to try to maybe get that rule changed to increase the requirement for the theater run in order to disqualify some Netflix movies, which don't get the usual ninety-day theater exclusive run. Uh, one change that was impro- uh, pr- approved was renaming the foreign film category to international. I thought that was uh, that was somewhat interesting. I don't know. And
2: probably the right move i
1: guess i don't know i mean you know also, i mean yeah. uh, you're basically st- but aren't all the movies international
2: yeah yeah I, but it's whatever, you know, it, like it's, i don't want
1: to get too hung up on that uh yeah
2: it's a little bit more of like a pc move than anything else yeah. but you know steven spielberg was also called out as soon as he was part of apple's latest uh rollout of of their upcoming uh uh, uh, TV, Apple TV and Plus. exactly that you know is like oh well now we know why Steven Spielberg was railing against Netflix because he was in cahoots with Apple this whole time, and there's probably some truth to that. I, I don't
1: know. I I think the the Apple versus Netflix thing is overplayed. Not that they aren't competitors, but I think it is overplayed. I think Steven Spielberg feels like some of the Netflix movies, not Roma, but some of the Netflix movies deserve to be in theaters. And that movies that are given an Oscar should be the kind of movie that is best consumed in a theater. I think he honestly believed he was arguing something legitimate, like Oscars should only go to movies that are meant for the theater, for the big experience. And Netflix has both. Netflix has some made-for-TV movie styles, and it has some theater styles. And if they have theater styles, they should prove that they're meant for theaters by marketing them first.
2: The Google Fit Health Tracking app is coming to iOS with full integration with Apple Health. Last August, Google focused the Fit app on smart activity goals created with the American Heart Association. Move minutes tracks all kinds of physical activity. Heart points are awarded for things like brisk walks and workouts and at least 100 steps a minute. It also tracks steps, calories burned, and distance walked. Google Fit adjusts goals based on your progress. And on iOS, it can now pull data from the phone and Apple Watch, as well as from Wear OS devices.
1: I don't want to make too much out of this. You know, it's not like we're in an open universe where everybody can make anything and it runs on anything. But it is nice to see this trend of the big companies, at least, making more of their stuff run on other stuff. So I'm an Apple Watch user. The idea that I could use Google Fit now uh, to tap into that on an iPhone I, it means I don't have to think about which device I own. I can own a Wear OS. I can own an Apple phone. I can own an Android phone. I can own an Apple Watch. And I can decide that Google Fit is my preferred way of tracking all this stuff. And I think that's good.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, as a consumer, that's a total win. Nicole, I don't know how much fitness tracking you're doing on watches or uh, iOS apps or, 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 the like, but what, what's your take on this?
3: Um, well, I think it's, it's definitely, I think it, it helps both sides to be honest with you. I think it helps um, Apple health uh, improve its product. You know, maybe they'll see something Google's doing that they're not doing and they'll try to incorporate it or make them make their product better than Google's. And I think that's good for consumers in the end. Hopefully both companies competition will help, you know, uh, uh, elevate features on features on both devices and it, more importantly for me is that the idea is that you can use any wearable you want whether you want to use a wear os or uh, whether you want to use an apple watch or whatever it is you can use it on hopefully any phone of course i don't think this works with you on the other way around per se with uh, with the uh, you know apple watch on android I'm, I'm not entirely sure on that just yet but at, at least this is one way to do it and hopefully this will help open up conversations around uh, cross-interoperability interoper- op- cross on everything else.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I Like I said, I, I don't want to pretend like, oh, it's all good now. Everything works on everything. But it's nice to see moves this way. And I like that Google is working with the American Heart Association and trying to come up with better ways of motivating you with, you know, heart points and move minutes may sound kind of silly, but an easy number that you can see go up or down is a great motivator. Usually that's been steps, which is better than nothing, but steps aren't the best most accurate way to to measure whether you're improving your health and this does. This says like, oh, we're going to we're going to separate certain kinds of activity from heart healthy activity so you can get a better handle on that. I think that's good.
2: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, you know, back in the day when we were all getting used to mobile apps and the fact that it's like, oh, you can do like Google stuff with an iOS, like great. They're all working great together. Well, there's a lot more to it than that. It's very complicated. But when it comes to these companies trying to further fitness apps, you know, it, and let's call them watches in this situation, and and all of, uh, and all of the things that people can get used to using and. And in many cases, for their own health benefit, like real real stuff, like it, you know this is not posturing on the company's parts so it's, it's it's actual good stuff happening that I think we all win
1: yeah. Uh, old guy says, who even knows what that means, though? Uh, and the thing is, you can actually go in and find out what that means. The American Heart Association and Google define what the what the minutes mean. But in the day-to-day, you don't want to have to track 15 different numbers that that's made up of. You want one score that you can have some confidence is it's giving you an idea if you're going in the right direction or not. Microsoft issued a support document saying it's May 2019 Windows 10 update, may not install on systems that use external USB storage or SD cards due to an inappropriate drive reassignment, and they will block installation when it detects those cases. Now, there's an easy way around this. You can remove your thumb drive or your external USB drive or your SD card, make sure that's all out of there, then restart May 2019 update, and it'll work fine. And then once it's updated, plug everything back in. If you're running Windows off a thumb drive, obviously you can't do that, Uh, and Microsoft does plan to address the drive reassignment problem in the future. One thing to note, this drive reassignment bug apparently showed up in the Windows 10 April 2018 update, although it didn't cause a problem till now. So if you have a version of Windows 10 prior to the April 2018 update, you haven't updated since then— you can update to the May 2019 update without worrying about this, even if you have your external drives plugged in and all of that. So, I, you know, a lot of people are trying to play this off as like, here we go again, Microsoft with a, a bug delaying their update, but it's not delaying the update. This is the new system working and catching a bug and being able to give advice about it before people actually get to the update, which I think is a good thing.
2: Yeah, I mean I'm definitely in the camp of did not update before April of twenty eighteen. So this is I mean, I I'm I'm glad. I'm glad to hear about this rather than the alternative.
1: Yeah, Nicole, I don't know if this this affects you at all, does it?
2: No,
3: I don't I don't really have I mean, I I, I do have a, a Windows machine, but I don't have any um external USB storage or mm-hmm. anything like that. So this doesn't really affect me. But you know, this is a good Workaround that they mentioned, Jerome, removing those media first before installing the update. Slightly
1: annoying, but at least you can do it.
2: Yeah, UAV delivery company Zipline is expanding its unmanned aircraft deliveries to Ghana. If you're not familiar, it will deliver 150 different medicines, vaccines, and blood to 2,000 clinics. In the country, Zipline drones can travel up to 160 kilometers at speeds of up to 100 kilometers per hour. Zipline has operated in Rwanda since 2016, which is where you might have heard the story or the name at least before, and began rolling out service for Tanzania last year as well.
1: So yeah, I, this I mentioned this when we were talking to Patrick about uh, the Project Wing announcement coming to the U.S. And I don't think Zipline gets enough credit for having run an actual drone delivery service for real, doing important things for years, for for more than three years. Uh, this this is this is a real thing. Africa has had drone delivery longer than any other continent. I think I'm pretty sure. Uh, this has been the longest running commercial company. And I think it gets dismissed sometimes because people say, well, it's just limited. Oh, it's just medicine. Oh, it's just in Rwanda. Oh, well now it's in Tanzania, but I don't know where that is. Uh, and I think this is really impressive. I don't think zipline gets enough due for what it's doing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Nicole, you mentioned you were from Malaysia earlier in the show. Uh, I is what, what, what is the sort of drone delivery landscape look like there?
3: Um, um, I don't think. Well, Malaysia has has a lot more. Uh, um, what do you call that? Infrastructure, um, right? More more so than I think countries like like this is supposed to cater to. So it's good there. I, I do think it's really important to have these delivery systems to remote areas in Ghana, not not just Ghana but anywhere in the world really that needs, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, medicines and vaccines, you no know, ASAP.
1: Well, We were talking before the show too. Like all the attention gets paid to people wanting their burritos delivered, uh, but suddenly when someone's uh, delivering something much more important—well, I mean a burrito is pretty important, but I, I think I think your medicine is probably even more important than a burrito. It's,
2: it gets a dismissed. burrito can be life or death. that's Yeah.
1: Uh, And, and, you know, I think you'd be surprised. I mean, granted, yes, Malaysia has better infrastructure uh, than than probably Rwanda has. But I think you'd be surprised the infrastructure that's available. And I also don't think that if they had all of the infrastructure that that would have solved this problem. I mean, obviously, we all want this drone delivery in places with heavy infrastructure as well for the convenience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, zipline, go give them a pat on the back and say thank you for being the pioneer. That's what I say. Absolutely. To get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. <laughs> so we have told you many times over the past year, if you've been listening close to DTNS, about tech companies doing magazines. I mean, years ago, CNET started a magazine that it still puts out. Uh, there's also Airbnb, with a magazine we've talked about. We talked about Netflix putting out a limited magazine in advance of Emmy consideration to try to drum up support for its shows to get Emmys. Bumble has a magazine. The list goes on. Uh, Nicole, you've been looking into this. Why are all of these tech companies turning to dead tree media? I thought the whole point was like, we got apps now, you know, these startups are proving we don't need to read on print anymore.
3: Right, so I have a, I have a couple here on the video version here. This is Airbnb, beautiful glossy magazine. This Bumble, another beautiful glossy magazine. And these magazines are, I would say, they're If if I didn't know they were from Airbnb or Bumble, like they're legit magazines. Like it's, it's Airbnb is a legit travel lifestyle magazine. Bumble is a legit, you know, female int, female focused interest magazine. And I think it's really interesting because. On one hand, they're like a real magazine, like you know, with with real interesting stories and photos and all that. But they're also kind of marketing vehicles, right? Like these are basically, like they're basically marketing Airbnbs around the world. They're basically marketing the app with as far as Bumble goes. So it's kind of a two fold effort in terms of like this is a magazine, a real quote unquote magazine, but also with this brand behind it, right? But it's it's sort of it's just weird because you know when I'm when I'm looking at Airbnb, does it doesn't make me want to use Airbnb? Maybe um, I'm not entirely sure of of that of that juxtaposition there. And the same thing that goes with with Bumble because you know, I'm not in I'm not you know in the need for a dating app. But this is more than just dating, and it has like tips for work situations tips for toxic friendships in here and um so it's it's kind of a general interest magazine
2: a lot of it you know and and i am holding my most recent copy of the Airbnb (laughs) magazine which actually came to the person that lived in my apartment before me so it wasn't actually uh you know it didn't actually come to me but i i enjoyed it this is a (laughs) nice magazine it's nice it's really nice. There's a lot of information in here. You also get the sense that, and you know, I have been an enthusiastic Airbnb user for years. I, you know, I, I, I love the service, and and I've definitely stayed in Airbnbs in in cities all over the world. So I get the idea of it. At the same time, like any magazine, you know, there there are obvious. Um, kind of underhanded advertising handshake situations going on. Right. You know, where it's like, Hey, the coolest, best place to, uh, the, to hang out in Austin, Texas. You know, it's a sort of, it's sort of like when you read an airline magazine on an
1: airplane and you're like,
2: okay, I get it. This is, you know, you Real just
1: articles, to- but we understand. Real
2: articles." What yeah. But you're trying you know, to get us
1: to want to travel more.
2: Yeah. There, 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 there is an agenda. Yeah. But, 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 but again, that said, I'm like, I can't wait for my next Airbnb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and do these things cost money, Nicole? I, I know some, like the Cena magazine, yeah. you you pay for a, a subscription. They, they just launched that four yeah. or five years ago. But Airbnb, do they send this to you for free?
3: So that's the other thing is that um, Air, both Airbnb magazine and Bumble magazine, they partner with Hearst. And Hearst is a giant in the magazine industry. They do Esquire, El Decor, all of those things. So because of this partnership, that's why the magazine is so good, and that's yeah. why it has these beautiful articles. I mean, that's why the the credibility is there. And the thing with Airbnb magazine is that they're charging for this. Okay. This is like, wow, you know, that's there's money behind this. Uh, uh, according to Airbnb, it's see eighteen dollars for a year subscription, or it's per issue. It's six, It's like um, six dollars per issue. Like this is like six wow. bucks.
1: That's yeah. pricey. I mean, yeah. if that wasn't called Airbnb though, I probably wouldn't blink because, you know, travel and leisure and all those kinds of yeah. magazines are about the same, right? So right. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised they don't call it something else. Like Uber's magazine is called Vehicle, right? And that right. seems kinda like that's the route I would expect them to go. Like, let's just make it look like it's a really good car magazine, and oop, guess what? It's actually, you know, made by Uber.
3: Right. Right, and the, but the thing with Airbnb is that they, well, they they charge for it, but they also I mean they're also sending it obviously, as Sarah you mentioned, they're also sending it for free to various Airbnb hosts around the country and so forth as like a little like oh this is, you're staying here for a weekend, this is like a nice little uh, magazine to read about you know. Yeah, Just travel yeah. in general. You can you so can nice.
1: subscribe as a host and leave these out for your guests, I suppose. So it's,
3: yeah, yeah. So, it's, so it's it's free yeah. for hosts and free for customers. Um, the same thing with Bumble. I think I think I think it's only free. I think it's free for for subscribers and so forth. Um, so I think a lot of these do start out with the free model, but Airbnb is strange in the sense that they're charging for this, and I kind of want to say it's it's really it, it it looks like it costs money.
1: Yeah. To to you well, know, it's so first, then it's real journalists, real editors. Yeah, it's real, know?
3: exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it looks it looks really genuine. And the, the the you you mentioned you mentioned Uber's vehicle, and that one is it's very limited. It's only I think it's released only in Seattle and mm. DC at the moment, and that's like a very limited focus thing. And as co- according to what I've get I, get, I don't have the actual physical copy with me, but from what I understand, it's very similar ish. Doesn't have the same power of Hearst behind it, so maybe not as mm-hmm. as flashy as some of these magazines. But it does have a similar feeling in the sense of like they're asking journalists to actually write real stories about the the area they live
2: in, you know, a real recommendations of a, a local a right.
3: restaurant. It's not
1: just a vanity. Whatever, place, right.
2: Right. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the Airbnb model is perfect because, as you said, Nicole, you can have it on the coffee table when your guest comes in, and it's all part of the experience that they were, you know, they had signed on to initially. With Bumble? Okay, can
1: bring uh, okay. it on your date I don't know <laughs>
2: yeah, no, or or I don't know like maybe it's at the you know the hair salon or uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, okay. there, there there are definitely places where these things can be placed, but where they're placed very wildly based on the the companies that they originate from.
1: Well, and that's my my last question here is, you know, we are seeing the decline of print. We're seeing magazines go out of business all the time. We're seeing magazine sections get smaller and smaller in the places that even still have them. So why is this a good, good idea? I mean, if they're pouring Hearst quality into this, that can't be cheap.
3: Oh, yeah. I think this is totally, I mean if you look at print subscriber numbers in the past year, I mean, they're not pretty, right? I mean, I think right. everybody knows them. Um, But I think this is kind of part of Hearst's like money-making strategy because, you know, Airbnb is paying them really to like make these magazines. So it's kind of like another revenue outlet. You could kind of think of it that what way. What does Airbnb kind of
1: like, get out of it though?
2: Airbnb gets name recognition. They get name recognition. They but
3: get, if like, no sort one's reading
1: magazines, how does that work?
2: Well, well, that's what older people who might be at an Airbnb are like. Oh, cool! This is a real like this. Right. right. Look.
1: Oh, I'm just wondering if it's like this sort of trend I've been tracking where millennials read print books more than we would have expected right. vinyl is on an uprise with the yeah, sale like, well,
2: there might be
3: something to that as well right yeah. so i yeah. think so according to what to so some of the articles i've read airbnb's executives do say oh there's some kind of quality that print lends to the magazine experience that print adds this quality mm-hmm. to it and i think they're sort of trying to add, add an air of legitimacy or air of like you know, specialness about their brand with the advent of these magazines. I think for Airbnb, it's kind of like a quality kind of like branding issue, I think. And of course, for for Hearst, they're making money, right? It's better than losing money. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I'll be (laughs) honest, I still read Scientific American in print yeah. form, even though I can also get it, I get it on, on, yeah. on digital as part of my subscription. I just, you know, every once in a while I'll read it in digital. Cause I'm like, oh, I forgot to bring the magazine with me. So it's a nice backup, yeah. but there's something more relaxing about like, I'm just going to focus in on my print magazine when I read
3: print it. print magazine. Oh, oh, yeah. audience, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. yeah, it's better. I mean, an iPad is one thing, but a real physical magazine is a whole other experience like flipping through it. It's a very different feel for sure
1: yeah i'm not going to get interrupted by a text message or an amber alert or
2: um, (laughs) i got an amber alert this morning i've been four
1: today in this area
2: the bejesus out of me but not that they aren't important i'm just no they're very important i always look at them but still (laughs) (laughs) when you're deep into tech news research sometimes you're like oh my god what is happening with my phone thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit you submit all the stories, and you can submit more and vote on others at dailytechnewshow.reddit.com. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash Show.
1: Let's check out the mailbag.
2: Let's do it. Richard wrote in and said, last year, my family and I stayed in Airbnb while on vacation. This is so apropos, Richard. I noticed a Google <laughs> Home Mini on the counter, and the first thing I thought was, mm, somebody could be listening to our conversations, since this wasn't my own device, I was even more apprehensive about it. So I unplugged it right away and I left it unplugged with a note for the host explaining what I did.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to accuse Richard of being overly paranoid. That's a perfectly sensible thing to do if you're like, you know what? I don't want my conversations to accidentally trigger this and then get logged on an account that I don't have access to. Yeah, that's, that's totally yeah, fair. I get that. I,
2: I get that too. But,
1: I found this TechCrunch article uh, of a of a survey from Microsoft that said forty one percent of voice assistant users are concerned about passive listening, and. The fact of the matter is, like, I want to make clear to people, these voice assistants aren't constantly logging everything you say in the room you're in with them. There is a short buffer that has been audited by security professionals that is only checking for the wake word and then discarding its data. Now, you can be paranoid and say, well, I don't believe that. But people that I I trust have said, no, that's what it's doing. And it only actually logs things and sends it through the cloud when you say the wake word. Now, granted, like I said, you could accidentally say the wake word and have it log something and that's why it's good that these have ways for you to go in and check and say oh you know what i want to delete that i want to delete that and maybe that's why you might want to mute it or unplug it in richard's case but i don't want people to think like oh if you have one of these in the room it's all it's constantly recording you like a dictaphone going because that's not no
2: certainly i mean p- hotel rooms are you know they're they're only going to uh, increase uh putting uh, either echoes or google homes or the like um in their systems as well With the, with the, the, the idea that it's going to help you as a person. So, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're paranoid, I think Richard, you, you're, you're not wrong, but again, yeah, it probably has a lot more to do with who your host is rather than what Amazon or Google is doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, and a quick note from Josiah, longtime listener and supporter. Thank you, Josiah. Uh, The reason we might see Project Wing being tested in Christiansburg, Virginia, is because that's the home of Virginia Tech. About uh, 35,000 students there. He says they have unexpected advantages like a concentrated population, uh, centers as far as population centers, uh, educated population with higher income because of the university. So it may not be uh, as surprising as you might have thought that that's where they're testing it. Thank you, Josiah.
2: Thank you very much, Josiah, and also thank you to Nicole Lee for being with us. Nicole, we missed you, and thanks for being back. Let folks know where they can keep up with all your latest work.
3: Yeah, you can uh, read about this uh, magazine, internet company, uh, friendship, partnership issue uh, on Engadget.com later this week.
1: Yeah, keep an eye out for that. Uh, Also, follow Nicole on Twitter, Twitter (laughs) twitter.com slash Nicole. Yep. Our goal each month is to get one more patron than last month. And we're getting closer and closer to that every day. Uh, in fact, if we just have one more person sign up every day uh, between now and the 30th, we will have at least one more person than last month. And there is some cool stuff. Uh, Today, Roger has his column coming out, uh, patreon.com slash DTNS, and on Saturday, I'm going to, for the $5 and up users, uh, post an editor's desk where I walk through all of the ways that I choose stories for the show when i'm helping try to decide the rundown so if you're interested in that uh, become a patreon uh, sign up now at patreon.com dtns
2: if you have feedback for us our email address is feedback at we're also live Monday through Friday at 4 30 p.m eastern 2030 UTC find out more and tell a friend at dailytechnewshow.com slash live
1: back tomorrow with justin robert young talk to you then
0: This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at FrogPants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program.
1: <laughs> Hi, Rob. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free